Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I tell you, sometimes reading John's gospel, it's a tongue twister. My mouth gets all jumbled up. He's a complex literary artist. Okay. So you ever have the experience of uh, reading a section of Scripture that uh, you've read before, you've prayed with before, and all of a sudden a line jumps out that you're like, was that here the whole time, you know? Um, There's just something about it. The Lord just highlights something new. The line that jumped out to me that uh, just grabbed my attention was where John narrates, and he says, they did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. They did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. It's, as a literary artist, John is, uh, he's always layering meanings within the gospel. Double entendres, literary allusions, there's, there's stacked meanings, there's multivalent uh, references. Everything is just complex. Like when the... The, the, the man born blind has his sight restored and they ask him, are you the one who is blind or are you a different one? And he says, I am, you know, like, yes, I am the same person, but I'm a different person. And then he's speaking with his divine name. It's just, it's just dense. It's, it's the Shakespeare of the gospels. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get at. So when Jesus, when John says they did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father, it's true on so many levels. This is true not only in this particular context that they were just missing, it was going over their heads what he was trying to communicate, but it's also true of the entire overarching mission and ministry of Jesus, that he in many ways came to reveal the face of the Father. This is what he's doing, this is what he's here for. Or I think of that scene at the Last Supper where Philip looks to Jesus and says, Lord, show us the Father. He says, Philip, have I been with you so long that you still do not understand that if you have seen me, you've seen the Father, right? Jesus has come to reveal the face of the Father. Or St. Paul's reflection, right? Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God, right? He's the making visible of the invisible God. So, all of this was in my mind, and then the Lord just brought me back to this one paragraph from a Vatican II document, Gaudium et Spes, that uh, Bishop Carol Wojtyla had a very big hand in writing. Vatican II, Gaudium et Spes, chapter, or paragraph 22, reads this. The truth is that only in the mystery of the incarnate word does the mystery of man take on light. For Adam, the first man, was a figure of him who was to come, namely Christ the Lord, the final Adam. Christ, by the revelation of the mystery of the Father and his love, fully reveals man to himself and makes his supreme calling clear. Let me read that again. Christ, the final Adam, by the revelation of the mystery of the Father and his love, fully reveals man to himself and makes his supreme calling clear. In other words, Jesus reveals who we are. Jesus reveals who we are. And what are we? Who are we? 
We are beloved sons and daughters, precious in the eyes of the Father, prized by the Father, cherished, longed for, delighted in. How does he reveal that? By revealing God as Father. This is what the Vatican to the, that's what Gaudium et Spes is getting at, by revealing that God is Father. His whole ministry, he's showing us what God is like. Now this begs the question, why did, he, why did we need him to show us what God is like? Why do we need to be told what God is like? Because there's an adversary also on the stage of history, an enemy who from the very beginning has been attempting to obscure our vision and our understanding of who God is, casting this anti-vision of who God is, all with the end goal of destroying us by inviting us to be conscripted into his rebellion against God, right? I mentioned this quote, I think it was last week, I, I mentioned this from John Paul II, where he said this, that original sin, so the enemy's attack against humanity from the beginning, original sin attempts to abolish fatherhood destroying its rays which permeate the created world, placing in doubt the truth of God who is love, and leaving man only with a sense of the master-slave relationship. Okay, if God is a master, if that's what he is, then all we can be is slaves. There's an adversarial relationship between heaven and earth the closer God gets, the smaller and more compromised the creature gets. The more that God reaches into our world, the more that we're diminished. His dictates are limits upon our freedom. If he's a master, then we're a slave. But if he's a father, then we're beloved sons and daughters. Which means there's not an adversarial relationship, but a symbiotic relationship that the closer heaven gets to earth, the more the earth is magnified. The more that he speaks, the more we come alive, right? St. Irenaeus of Lyon, the glory of God is man fully alive. This is the truth. So when Jesus, so Jesus says to them, when you lift up the Son of Man, he's talking about the crucifixion, then you will realize that I am. There's that I am statement again. It's the tetragrammaton in Hebrew. It's the four-letter name of God. That Remember, God is speaking to Moses out of the burning bush. Moses asks, who are you? If I go to Pharaoh and say that I was sent by God, who shall I say sent me? Say, I am Aye, Asher, Aye is God's name. I am. What is Jesus getting at here? It's, again, it's manifold in its meaning. He is saying, he's taking to himself, because it's his name, the divine prerogative, he's taking to himself the divine name, I am. He's saying the great I am will be lifted up on the cross. That the God of the covenant, the God of the Decalogue, the God of the Red Sea, the God of the plagues, the God of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, that God who spoke out of the storm cloud, that God in flesh, in me, will be lifted up and hung upon the cross. He's saying, I am going to show you. I'm going to show you what God is like. That you think he's an adversary, you think he's a taker, you think he's a master. 
I will let myself be apprehended. I'll let myself be crucified. I will show you what God is like. That I do nothing on my own, he says, but I say only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what is pleasing to him. So friends, as we inch closer to Holy Week, the saving mysteries of our faith, Jesus is he's revealing the face of the Father. These events of Holy Week are not just simply the things that happened to him. In the Paschal mystery, the events of Holy Week, Jesus is revealing the heart of the Father. He's, he's unfurling, if you will, the Father's heart. This is what I'm like. This is who I am. I have a face, and it's a face that's willing to suffer. So let's be drawn into this deep contemplation today, and let us not be like the Pharisees, the scribes who misunderstood they did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. In everything, he's speaking to us of the Father. Amen.